0: social distance Warriors, a podcast where it's about the pandemic mostly it's about other stuff too but it's it's mostly our
1: lives yeah my name's is tom uh, my name is rachel and we're not ex- well i'm not an expert i'll let i'll let tom speak for himself
0: yeah i have not uh, acquired expertise <laughs> since the previous episodes in which i claim not to be an expert so i'm not going to start claiming that now
1: all right all right nice when we were recording last time i took Two notes, and one of my notes was, "Hey, I should write down what the action my items are, so that I remember them." I didn't write down what last week's action item was. God, I have no idea, so I can't ever uh, reflect on that. But the other thing I wrote down was that um, it might be good to have like a little like housekeeping up front, where we say like. This is the date we are recording. This is October 29th, 2020.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, and listener, that's not just like a date she picked as an example, that happens to be <laughs> the actual date.
1: Yeah. Just because time Mm. is always happening. And I feel like also like uniquely this week would be a good time for like a This Week in Homestuck news update, though we are not a Homestuck podcast. That's been um, a piece of media that I've leaned pretty hard on these past few months. And there's been a lot of news in Homestuck the past week.
0: Yeah. I mean, 1025 is one of the Homestuck dates. Uh, It commemorates the date on which a major flash animation was posted on Homestuck, namely uh, Cascade, which sort of marks the narrative midpoint of Homestuck. Hmm. Um,
1: I I did not know that.
0: Yeah. uh, There are a few dates that are significant in Homestuck. One of them is 413. One of them is 612. That's the date that Act 5 began. So that's like the, that's a date for celebrating trolls and all they bring (laughs) into the world. And then eleven eleven is the date Act Six began, so that's a date for celebrating the the Alpha Kids, that group of characters. Uh, and ten twenty five is just like Cascade Day, so it's a celebration of the day that Homestuck had a flash that was so big that Andrew Hussey didn't feel comfortable hosting it on the website, so he had it hosted on the major flashlight newsground, new uh, Newgrounds is what it's called, not newsground, uh, Newgrounds, and it crashed Newgrounds. So ten twenty five <laughs> is the day that Homestuck crashed Newgrounds. And
1: correct me if I'm wrong, but that. Newgrounds does not exist anymore as a website? I think it
0: does. I it mean, does? Uh, yeah, I don't know. Because
1: that's, that's not where the Flash is now.
0: No, I think, I think it's now hosted. Well, where Flash is now is kind of an interesting question.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I guess brings us to, yeah.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> Where as- Flash is
1: now and where Homestuck is now.
0: As you are reading the Homestuck website, in many cases, it's just straight up broken. Yes. <laughs> but the sort of default behavior of the current Homestuck site is not to give you any flash. So I believe it's just a YouTube embed.
1: Yeah, they're all like re, yeah, re-uploaded seeming YouTube videos are what I got. Um, a couple months ago when I was reading through.
0: Yeah, and you can mess with some settings to get the flash files, but that's not going to work soon. And the, <laughs> the YouTube uploads are not as high quality as the flash files um, just because of the way flash animation works. And also it sometimes like breaks your immersion in that sometimes like as intended when you're reading Homestuck, you might be looking at a flash file that is mimicking the appearance of the Homestuck website. And you wouldn't even know that you're looking at a Flash file until you realize, oh, wait a second, this is a Flash. But if it's a YouTube embed, you can't be faked out in that way.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. These are are some of the changes that have been made to Homestuck, some of which are to modernize it um, and make it less reliant on Adobe Flash, a technology that is going to completely be withdrawn from support as of the end of next month. But a a few years back, uh, the media company Viz, best known for anime and manga stuff, basically bought the publishing rights to print and web versions of Homestuck and they have been in charge of the website and they haven't done a very good job of keeping it functional. There's like broken links and broken images and only some stuff has been converted. Some flash stuff hasn't been converted at all.
1: Yeah, I I was very excited when it's, it's unofficial, but when this person who I guess spent a lot of time getting all of the Homestuck artifacts made a like offline version of Homestuck that you can download and that I I imagine if nothing else changes with Viz will be like going forward sort of the like the place someone trying to read Homestuck for the first time or trying to go back to it that that will be what you direct them to
0: yeah I mean I personally would not recommend anyone who's trying to read Homestuck today do so on the Viz site which is is kind of a shame because I'd like to point people to the official source to support like if viz were doing a good job, I would want to support them like I would want to say give them the ad revenue, but the ads um on Homestuck as well are very intrusive right now, they weren't as intrusive a few months ago, possibly when you were reading it they weren't i don't i don't I don't know
1: uh, what it was yeah like. they were <laughs> They were not not obtrusive. So I would read it a bit on my computer where I do have ad blockers Mm. and switch sometimes to my phone where the browser does not have an ad blocker. And so particularly on my phone, I would get a lot of the like, this is an ad for a part of Homestuck you haven't reached yet, or this is a really like flashy moving ad Mm. that is not (laughs) making it great to um, continue reading. But
0: we go on. Yeah. So that's one of the two major things that happened on um, October 25th was a fan project basically to preserve an enhanced version of of Homestuck that... In some ways, is better than than Homestuck has ever been because, like I said, the um, the animation quality is better if you're looking at the native Flash version. However, the the native Flash version had the music was like a degraded; it wasn't as high of a high quality of an MP3 file. But he's gone ahead and like upped the quality of all those. So now, like it's like the best way there has ever been to read Homestuck. And so, to the extent that I recommend Homestuck to people, which I tend to do, I'm probably going to recommend that they use this completely unofficial version of it. I have, however, seen people who are associated with the production of the current homestuck related materials, like retweeting it and saying, Oh wow, holy shit, this is awesome. So <laughs> so I don't I don't feel like I'm dissing the artists by pointing them to this technically pirated
1: version. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that comes up, I guess, with archiving things that are also copyrighted things.
0: I don't know, it's no it's noble work in my opinion. Well
1: I am I am appreciative. Unlike many sort of video games or large files that make my laptop that is very old uh, have a hard time, Homestuck does not crash my laptop, which I am grateful for.
0: Yeah, it also works pretty well if you um, store it on an external drive and run it on your computer. So if you, like, have a 4 gigabyte USB drive, you can just, like, (laughs) that's your Homestuck. You can even put a little Homestuck sticker on
1: it. Yeah, I was going to say, keep, um, you know, hook a little chain through it and wear it around your neck and then everywhere you go. You can carry a little bit of Homestuck with you.
0: I actually have some Homestuck stickers that I haven't used from way back in the day when I supported the Homestuck Kickstarter for what, what was called at the time Homestuck Adventure Game and what is now called Hiveswap, which is the other major. <laughs> Big see Big Homestuck uh,
1: news. Yeah. Isn't at that a good us. segue? <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, this the long-delayed second act of the Homestuck Adventure Game, Hive Swap is announced to be released next month, which I, I'm very excited about. I was hoping this would be the year, but there have been delays in the past, so I would not be terribly surprised if it doesn't show up next month, but within the next six months would be great.
1: Yeah, I had so little of an understanding, I guess, that Hive Swap uh, was continuing and that that adventure game was continuing. I didn't realize there was any hope. So um, I just really enjoyed, which I guess now is their spinoff off for Hive Swap, the Friend Sim, which introduced a lot of the troll characters that now in Hive Swap Act Three are going to be doing things.
0: Uh, act Two, actually. Act Two,
1: yeah. It's okay. It's still Act <laughs> Two, okay. Yeah i I played through the Hive Swap games, uh, but they didn't they didn't capture me quite as much as the the Friend Sim mm. did.
0: I'm a, I'm a big fan of Hive Swap and of Friend Sim, so I'm very excited to see them collide as they will in the next thing so yeah that was a that was a very happy thing yeah maybe this is a homestuck podcast now i don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> well also just like i don't know i this this back to me <laughs> me and and my life i've had a lot of trouble getting to sleep some nights so some nights i'll just go on to youtube And um, I don't know if they have any notoriety in the Homestuck fandom, but someone named Optimistic Duelist has made a lot of like Homestuck explained videos. You know, they're like anywhere from like eight to 20 minutes long going over some of the lore or structural aspects of the story or different ways to look at, you know, where things might have been inspired from like Gnosticism or you know different ways of explaining the aspects um and that's that's what I'll do in the late hours of the night and morning
0: yeah their um their work is great they were actually also uh involved as a writer and director for homestuck 2 for a while i don't think they're involved with it anymore
1: Mm.
0: yeah so that's i mean that's that is all good (laughs) stuff i got it it got me very excited to to reread homestuck again i know i was doing the stream uh earlier in the pandemic and kind of trailed off sometime around the intermission so uh maybe i'll go back and pick it up and i don't think i'm gonna resume the stream actually but um (laughs) my own personal read through i might pick it up from act four and use the new thingy to read it yeah
1: well, I'll be I'll be forever grateful to those uh, live stream readalongs. They they, <laughs> you got one more <laughs> to read Homestuck, at least one.
0: Yeah, I mean they're still out there. If people want to go back and. <laughs> Look at the archives, and if they want to demand more, then maybe I'll do more. But um, it was
1: it was also very effective because uh, I used one of the chat logs from that live stream uh, when I was looking through as I did every uh, VFD phrase <laughs> in all of Homestuck because I I could not. It's it's hard to just search through Homestuck even if you have good keyword words unless you have exactly the right words you are looking for. Right, right. So I enjoyed doing that.
0: Yeah, so that's that's this weekend. That's this
1: weekend. Homestuck.
0: <laughs> Other than that, how are things going?
1: There's just like I guess a constant sort of hum of like election stress and national stability of uh, the country's stress. Yeah. Like uh, I'll, I'll talk about time, but like it feels like there should be more time <laughs> before the November third election, but there isn't, and feels like again it feels like a very significant date even though things will go on and not everything is going to be resolved on that date but it just it feels like if there's going to be a date in the future I can pin a lot of stress <laughs> towards it's going to be election day.
0: Yeah, I um I'm constantly anxious about the election in ever new and changing ways. I don't know. Right, right now, the thing the thing that has me most um, distressed is basically the notion of the election ending up in the courts. Yeah, that's what keeps me up now. But yeah, so I, I, you know, I have been worried for some time about what my life is going to be like on election day, which is to say, on election night, how am I going to spend my time? What am I going to be doing? And how am I going to be feeling? And I think that it would not be very fun or healthy for me to pay attention to election night coverage. And so I have been sort of casting around for something to do, and I finally arrived on something, which is that I'm doing a live stream of myself playing The Legend of Zelda, The Wind Waker, to which all are invited. Come one, come all, drop in for a bit, stay for the whole thing. Who knows? But yeah, so that's that's what I'll be doing on election night.
1: Welcome, traveler. Stop by. <laughs> Put down your coat. Enjoy the Zelda. Yeah. Is, um... The game you were playing, when was it I guess released? Was it like a childhood Zelda or a more recent one? This was
0: released in 2003, so I was probably 15 maybe. Yeah, about, about 15.
1: So It said time to sort of age like a fine wine.
0: Yeah, and it's 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 a game that has like a very cartoony graphic style. And as a result of that, it um, like it hasn't aged poorly like some video games from the 2000s have in terms of their look. And there's a there's a high definition remake of it that came out um, a few years back that that looks even better. So it's very it's like it's like a it's a very comforting old friend. It's also relatively easy <laughs> and just fun. So. That's, that's my hope, that, it, that uh, it'll be a fun time, even if it's just me streaming to no one. <laughs> uh, what are you intending to do on election night?
1: Yeah, um, I will probably uh, maybe one stop by uh, if you're doing a live stream. When in doubt, <laughs> do a live stream. <laughs> um, I think a few of my friends uh, from college and I are gonna, at the very least, maybe have, like, a voice chat in Discord or something and, you know, just talk for a bit and maybe have, like, some round of, like, chill movies just playing that, you know, we can, like, watch together together. Um, at any given point during the evening. because um, <laughs> So this is why one of my friends refuses to read Homestuck, because in uh, 2016, the way they were handling election night is they were like, let's just start reading Homestuck. And um, that was now sort of a bad association that was created uh, from election night 2016. So I I was not involved uh, because I was not in school with my friends at that time. Uh, But I was home alone uh, with my family at that time. So it's just good to sort of have something that I feel like I can focus on that's not election results and, like, also have people that are sort of supportive at the same time. Because, unfortunately, my family, though we sort of agree on a lot of political things, the way we handle emotions are very different and like expressing expressing emotion, I don't always get like the comfort that I am looking for. So it's good to have like that aspect as well. Like people you can talk to and people you can like get what you need from in terms of like emotional support
0: yeah i can uh, i can kind of relate to that <laughs> so, but but yeah yeah that's good yeah it's hard i think it's especially hard just because of the so- social distancing and isolation that it makes it more difficult for people to like have election night gatherings like come together and play a big complicated board game or something like that yeah
1: That's actually, as we're going into, like, there's so many things going into, like, fall and winter. Today was, like, at least in Virginia, it was, like, an extremely cold and rainy, dreary day. And it's, like, I don't personally have seasonal affective disorder, but that is a concern for many people that I know. And just this year, where it's, like, winter is hard enough to, like, you know, keep a little light going, but to try and find ways to connect with people.
0: Yeah, it's rough. It's also rough about about the holidays. Like, we're trying to work out what we're going to do for Thanksgiving and my family, and it's a bit of a, I don't know, I think it's a bit of a contentious subject, to be honest. Yeah,
1: we are also working that out. One thing we used to do over the summer and have been doing uh, into the fall while the weather was nice is my mom and I would, like, visit my nieces and my sister, and, like, it would be those, like, we're wearing masks outside porch visits. And so one thing I'm trying to do to, again, like <laughs> any any kind of human connection is um, my sister has a new baby. And for the first few weeks of that, her synagogue would um, make meals for her. And that has since stopped. Um, so once a week. I am like delivering and making a meal for my sister so it's like even if all I'm doing is just like dropping off and either we talk on the porch or it's too rainy so I just drop a meal off it's kind of like I don't know (laughs) one of our family's I guess love languages like I feel really cared for when somebody makes me food Mm. and this is like (laughs) trying to think of a way to still feel connected to my sister when like we can't really easily sit down and like eat a together or you know be close in that kind of way for other reasons too like her eating diet um, has really branched from mine so there's a lot of ways where it's like difficult but this is one thing I think it's I feel good about it <laughs> I hope it is making her life easier easier too but that is one thing that I've started doing to try and like at least once a week I will be in communication with my sister. The weather has an impact but that doesn't define like whether we will have a connection that week which is nice.
0: That does sound nice. I'm worried about how the winter is going to affect my mood. I always tend to have seasonal affective disorder symptoms in the winter and I'm not looking forward to having that manifest alongside all of the other problems that are going on. Yeah. Especially since I fully expect that I will continue to have politics anxiety, no matter what the outcome of the election. Like, I don't think there's an outcome that will heal me of that. No. And I expect that I will continue to have pandemic-related anxiety. (laughs) And it may, in fact, become quite a bit worse as people become ever more indoorsy and their immune systems are challenged by winter conditions and the flu and things like that. And the situation just gets worse and worse.
1: Yeah, have you ever um, heard of the site called uh, Future Me, where you like you can write letters to yourself? No. Okay, well, I past me did because. <laughs> The other day I got an email from Rachel of October 2019. (laughs) Mm. It's just like, write a letter to yourself in the future and you can set a date. And usually it automatically sets it for like exactly a year in the future, but you can like set it for whenever and then you just like forget about it if you're me and then you just like (laughs) you you get that letter and I got that letter and at that time I had like just started working at the census bureau and I was thinking about hey maybe I'll try taking uh, classes to graduate from undergrad again did you do that and those those were sort of like my thoughts. And I was also pretty stressed in October of 2019. In ways my past self could not foresee, I would still be stressed. Mm. But it was kind of nice. I
0: think in high school, during freshman year, we were told to write a letter to ourselves as seniors, which we then got when we were seniors. I think that was the only time I've ever done anything like that. Yeah, un-
1: under like duress, like this is an assignment.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I don't think anyone read the letters. Yeah. I think they were sealed and and, and put away. Although maybe someone read them. <laughs>
1: If you confess to any any crimes, you would not graduate.
0: Right, right. So I believe I mentioned last week or last episode, whenever we recorded last, October, whatever. I talked about my um efforts to restore my Game Boy Advance. Yes. So that has uh that has continued and I have made some amount of progress with that. Oh nice. Yeah, I uh, I posted a series of Instagram stories, which is available on my Instagram profile as a highlight, which I will link in the show notes. Yeah, essentially, I managed to couple together a working Game Boy Advance from the parts of two different Game Boy Advances, including my relatively good condition but bad functionality one and a really gross one that seemed to be working
1: (laughs) well enough. I I did see some of those videos. You were not lying when you said... (laughs) This other yellowish Game Boy had been through some stuff.
0: Yeah, it was supposed to be blue. Yeah, yeah. And I believe there were insect eggs inside. There was something in there, and I don't—I didn't want to examine it, so I pretty quickly, you know, started scrubbing at it with a with the toothbrush—not the one I use in my mouth, a, a, a special <laughs> quick to,
1: grab a, a toothbrush. toothbrush.
0: Yeah, a toothbrush that I purchased just for this. But yeah, so I now have a working Game Boy Advance, but I'm I'm not done. I'm I'm going to continue to improve upon it. And I ordered some parts to improve the screen and the speaker on it, both of which arrived today in the mail. So that may be something I work on tomorrow.
1: You had mentioned also that your repairing might have to involve like soldering. Yeah. Did, did you do any soldering or are you going to... So
0: the steps I've taken so far did not involve soldering. The installation of the new screen and the new speaker module are going to involve soldering. So I also had to purchase a soldering iron and some solder. And I also had to find out what soldering was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but what what is a solder, if you don't mind?
0: (laughs) So solder is like a, well, in in other parts of the English-speaking word, it is pronounced solder, and that's how it's spelled. It's spelled S-O-L-D-R, like soldier without without an eye. And solder is, it's like a kind of metal compound that can be used to bridge the connection between two electronic components. And so when you are soldering, what you do is you heat up the two components you want to bridge and you heat up the solder. And the solder is a little bit of like, it's it's solid material, but you heat it up to the point where it melts. And then you dab the solder like you put the two components next to one another and dab the solder on it, and the solder creates a bond between the two of them and it quickly solidifies. And then that's your... All of a sudden, your your two things are now connected to one another. Okay. So for the the screen that I, um, that I purchased, if you just want to install it, you don't have to solder anything, but it has a, a brightness control on it. And it, it allows for different levels of brightness. And the Game Boy Advance has no built-in functionality for doing that. So what they've actually had to do is like they created... A system that's built into an adapter to the screen I believe that like if you hold down I think like select and R and the down but there's like some weird button press combination that will um that will change the brightness on the screen but in order to do that then you basically need to create the connection from the piece of the motherboard that registers those button presses mm. to the piece of the screen that that changes the brightness so it's like a like a magic spell basically
1: yeah i mean what you are doing is like blacksmithing <laughs> but not in any way any D fantasy blacksmith would uh understand it to be
0: yeah yeah i don't know i guess it kind of is it's like um i don't know it, it can also be dangerous because essentially you're using a really hot thingy to make some metal really hot so i don't know i'm a little frightened but uh i'm gonna try to do <laughs> yeah. it tomorrow anyway.
1: I don't know the answer to this. I can't visualize. Do you wear glasses every day? I do, yes. Okay. Well, so you have some eye protection. I feel like soldering sounds like a wear, wear eye protection kind of activity.
0: Yeah. You're also supposed to wear a mask, which luckily hey. enough, I happen to have some of those.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. That does remind me. I, I've done a like I went to I went to the hardware store because I acquired like a new dresser, a wooden dresser, mm. and it was gross and the paint was chipping, so my my like hardware activity for the day was like trying to reseal the paint so it stopped uh chipping off, and when you do that, the like can of sealant, they're like, "Yeah, this is not good to breathe. You should you should wear a mask." And I thought, "Little did they know." <laughs> People do that. People will be more likely to do that now. Unfortunately, the dresser still smells uh, very badly because it is old wood. So it smells like, one, the elderly neighbor whose house it was from, but also it smells like the young man who smoked cigarettes who (laughs) lived in the house after the old lady. Oh, fun. So it smells like both of those things together. But it's mine now.
0: Now so it will smell like you.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: It will just journey on through this, this world gathering smells until, until it has no more capacity to absorb smell.
1: It is true. But yeah, I guess, does that bring us to action items? Yeah,
0: it does. I've
1: already confessed I have no idea what last week's action items were. Yeah, I don't but remember. But this week I will, I will write them down because that was one of my notes it might be good to do.
0: Yeah, my, o- my only action item, and I intend for this episode to be posted on Election Day in the United States. My only action item is to vote. So if you haven't voted and you are able to vote, then do so. But if I post this late, <laughs> you're out of luck.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I have nothing else. I am like voter election day exhausted, uh, even now. So yeah, I think that's a good one. Um, my, my action item will be, um, if you can go to, uh, dot org and we want to write a letter to your future self, it is free and it can be kind of fun. That's, that's what I'm going to do again.
0: Free and fun.
1: <laughs> free and fun. Yeah. Cause I, I was just looking at the letter that past me sent and uh, past me had like some very like zen advice for future me that I, I still appreciate. Um, I said, <laughs> I want it to be a comfort for you when you are stressed and so aware of the knowledge that bad things are happening and that there's nothing you can do, that things do not happen for a reason. Things happen. The world is chaotic and arbitrary, but it is still good to try. And then I list things. It still feels good to talk to friends, love apple cider in the fall, try NaNoWriMo for the X number of times and fail. Uh, There's nothing you're meant to do, but while you are here, things keep happening. Why not bear witness to some of it? Which, again, like, this was a letter mostly for me, and it was meaningful to me, but I feel like that's all it needs to be. If if you can write a letter that is meaningful in any way to future you, um, even if it's just like a way to admonish yourself for something you should be doing in the future. It is nice to imagine there being a future a year from now. Is it though? (laughs) I I think it is. (laughs) Like, (laughs) I think starting with there should be a future from now and sort of filling in the gap as opposed to just dreading every day and wishing there wasn't a future. That's one way to go about it.
0: Yeah, maybe I don't know. I don't know if I can get there. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay, you can write an anti letter <laughs> to the anti future.
0: It's a pity you can't write a letter to the past.
1: Yeah, well, well, you can write. That's one. what we need—a sort of new startup venture for. If you if you want to <laughs> kickstart a uh, past me that you can uh, send back in time. Letters to your past self.
0: We have our action items, so I think that wraps it up.
1: I think it does. So until next time, go ahead and stay distant.
0: Go the distance.